What the? What the? That's not good. <laughs> so before we start the show, let's uh, handle a little business. Hello. Mugs, where you at? I'm on the freeway. What? We're recording the B team. Um, are you serious? Dave told me that we're doing it tomorrow. Are you kidding me? Dude, we said Wednesday. That's today. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up. I, I talked to Omar this morning. Omar told me today. Yep, and, and you right still before, left. You still went home. Hold on, Dave. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. And then I went into Dave's office, Omar, and I said, yeah. hey, B team today, right? And you know what Dave tells me? What's he say? You know what? Oh, uh, no, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing that Thursday, and we're shooting a, a funny video on Friday. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I left. He uh, he was wrong. You were right. What happened, Dave? Why don't you listen to Omar when it comes to B team? <laughs> you should just not listen, listen to Dave I, ever. By the way, <laughs> if I if I were if I learned one lesson from today, that's never to listen to Dave again and just always listen to Omar. Since <laughs> Omar does all the work on the B team anyway. Yes, listen. Five yeah. to ten, you listen to me, buddy. <laughs> ten on, uh, dude. You're on your before own. that. All right, hey. Uh, so just real quick, we're gonna do. We're just gonna talk to you briefly on the phone about. Uh, I want to hear about a little bit of uh, behind the scenes of uh, the blood drive that we had yesterday. The blood drive yesterday uh, was one of the most inspiring things I've seen, uh, and it honestly made me feel like a terrible human being. Because well, that's not he, easy to do. <laughs> oh, <wait>. well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it made me feel like a terrible person because here I am uh, just polluting my body with, with just terrible dieting, cheers with beer mugging, and any other thing I could kill myself with. And Hey, hey, don't, be, these- don't be down on yourself, dude. You're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Listen, listen. Seeing these people come out yesterday willing and ready to give their blood to maybe help save a life one day was very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people, they do it like clockwork. I, I forget if it's like every three months you're allowed to give a, yeah. a quart or a pint or whatever it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bean does the same thing. I think, yeah, we mentioned that in a previous B-team episode that, yeah, he's like like clockwork. Anytime you could uh, give blood, he does. Um, anything unusual or any uh, any stories? I know Funny Brad was down there. So yesterday, I didn't realize it, but, I mean, giving blood <laughs> – is actually pretty serious. They don't mess around after you give your pint of blood because uh, Brad and I were standing around, were standing around talking, and all of a sudden, this one guy just faints backwards. And what? luckily, yeah, luckily there happened to be a nurse standing right by him. The nurse did the most like gangster move I've ever seen. As the guy was falling backwards, the nurse literally caught his head and prevented it from hitting the the ground. Whoa. Got real for a minute, gentlemen. It was it was insane. What kind of pussy was this guy, by the way? What the hell's going on? With I don't him? know, man. I get the little prick to test my uh, to test my blood, and and I start getting woozy. That happened right in front of Brad and myself, and then I didn't see this, but Brad said he saw some guy just barfing his brains out after oh, giving blood. Really? Yeah. Well, that guy was probably hung over. Yeah. I wonder if these people are the people that maybe they didn't eat breakfast before they went down there, and then just first thing, maybe they just grabbed some coffee, and then they gave blood, and they didn't have any kind of, like, sustenance in them or something. That had to be it, because these people did not look good. Because for the most part, the people that weren't fainting, that were, like, you know, 
you know, sitting down eating, you know, cookies and juice and stuff, they looked okay. They looked prepared. But the, yeah. the, the, the random few, yeah, I think you're right, Omar. They probably just came down and, let's win some tickets. Wow, that, that's funny. That's <laughs> Why didn't crazy. you give blood while you were down there? I told I told the guys on air yesterday. My blood. Nobody wants my blood right now. It is it is not good blood. Oh, you got nice 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 and thick blood. I would imagine it's, <laughs> it's super nice thick. blood. It's like black oil. My blood right now. <laughs> uh, all right, mugs. Thanks for hopping on the phone and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I think is uh, is my point. Yeah, we love you just the way you are. Don't change, mugs. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Before you go, and I, I'm sorry for talking over you because it's probably pop me down if you have to. It's all good, but. I'm really upset that I'm out of there in the studio right now because the one guy telling me it was tomorrow. I'm upset too, man. We love you, Mugs. What are you guys talking about today? Uh, You know what? Oh, man. Look at that. Good, good. We're going to get to tease the show here. Uh, We have an old school Mr. Burcham bit. He's talking about uh, Halloween costumes. And then uh, we're going to get into a member this. Um, remember when we used to do porn commentary? Yeah, that was good. So we're going to do that. And wow. Then, yeah, and then we're also, oh, Dave and I were talking before we started the show, dude. We're also going to cover, and so that happened, Chip not recording the promo that for the blood drive properly. And it pissed me off so much, Muggs. I, 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 I seriously say fire Chip. Oh, because <laughs> because you, because I knew the way I wrote the promo, I knew that Bean was not going to do it uh, do it justice. Yeah, and I wanted that natural reaction, the first take. I wanted that because you can't replicate that. And 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 she failed to record that. She failed miserably. So we're going to recap that. We're going to answer uh, answer some afros, and then um, your uh, bonus track for today is going to be some uh, Yasiel Puig because the Dodgers are on fire right now. Yeah. As much as I would have loved to have participated with you guys on that, I just, I'll, I guess I'll have to listen to the B-team listener on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for hopping on, dude. Squish! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. I told him. Uh, some listeners might like it, though. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it happens. It's not like this is like you know top notch on his priority list too, with with a baby oh, and all. What are you talking about, dude? He looks forward to this right now. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. It's it's, it's fun, and I know he, it is he fun, and yeah. you know we all get a kick out of it. I don't think if we didn't get a kick out of it, we wouldn't be doing this. No, I, you know, uh, I talked to Lightning earlier today, and I, I you know I I kind of thanked him, you know, to get the ball rolling because at first I always had fun doing it, but the lead in and you know the work part of it, and you know, I mean, now that we. We kind of have a groove, yeah. And by groove, I mean I have a groove Enough. of getting every, and you just show up. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> apparently. Uh, luckily, I work here, or else I wouldn't be here. You know, I went down the hall today. I'm like, "Hey, Dave, you ready?" You're like, "What?" I thought we were doing it on Thursday. I was like, "I said Wednesday, a hole." And then we went scrambling to find beer mug, and beer mug was over. He was he was over there by the 405. Oh, that's so, funny. Uh, which it, is it, far it, from our office, by the way. Yeah, which it happens. It happens. It's all good. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into it. Come along now, take a ride with the BT. Let's get together and take a look behind the scenes. Talking about, talking about Kevin and Bean. Come on, let's start the show. Everybody grab your Vaseline. The B-Team. Yeah, the B-Team. The B-Team. Oh, that's right. The B-Team. Baby! That's right. This is the B-Team. My name is DJ Omar Khan, Imaging Director of the Kevin and Bean Show. And I am Dave the King of Mexico, the producer of the Kevin and Bean Show. And Beer Mug would be here, but... uh, But I sent him home. (laughs) Dave sent him home. (laughs) So you're welcome. It's like, ah... Didn't want beer mug on this episode. Oh man, yeah. Oh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good, man. Um, 
I DJ'd my daughter's first soccer game. You DJ'd? DJ'd. Did I say DJ? Yeah. I no, was like, I, whoa, that's, I, a, that's a cool uh, soccer game. <laughs> I refereed it. I refereed the first oh, game. Oh, finally. Yeah. And, uh, did you give anyone a red card? No red card. Uh, it was really odd because the reason I did it was, it was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be there in the action with my daughter and it'll be cool. It'll be, it'll kind of like enhance the whole experience of watching my daughter play soccer, play yeah. a sport. You know, it, I'll feel involved uh, because, you know, I can't dedicate. I would love to be a coach, but I can't dedicate that time. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just way too busy. have a side business and a couple of other things up in the air that, you know, I work on. So there's no way I could do be a coach. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this is one way that I can get involved. And I did it, and uh, I got to be honest, it, w- it was it was fine, but I don't think I would do it again. You know, I, I you know I have to do the five games, you know, for the season because well, you have to do five games. What if you called him sick though? Like, <laughs> what if you're like, oh, no. I can't, I hurt myself. No, I already, already committed to it, but broke because, my ankle because like I don't get to cheer for Mia because I'm the referee. Yeah. You know, I kind of have to be impartial because I'm the referee. The one cool thing though, I will say, is that whatever I say goes. And, and okay, and, and do you feel and the power? There is power involved, Dave. Like, I am not a soccer fan, I don't watch soccer, yeah. I don't know the rules of soccer. No one does, don't okay. Yeah. However, <laughs> if you're the referee, you would think you would know some of the rules, right? So, I kind of did a little research, and they have you go through this little course, so I knew the rules somewhat. Yeah, and at this age, at this level, there, there are six, seven, and eight. Um, basically it's, uh, okay, you kick in, okay, green, you kick in. Um, but the confusing part for me was from time to time, uh, if the opposing team going towards the goal kicks it out, it's a corner kick. Oh yeah. Or, or even now I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. So if if they kick it out, like on the goal side and the goal line, it's a corner kick if it's out. But if it's, but, but, but if it's the team that's guarding the goal that kick it out, then it's a goal kick. Or something like that, you yeah. Know? So corner so kick, goal for, kick. Yeah. For the for the for the most part, I got I got it I got it okay. <laughs> but there was one specific time where I just got frustrated and I got <laughs> flustered and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was kind of confused out there. So I I literally just put the ball down and have the wrong team do the goal <laughs> kick. I was just like, just kick it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was pretty funny. Did any parents get crazy with that? Dude, no. All the parents are super supportive. The coaches are 100% glad that I'm there as a referee because they don't want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. So they were all very, very, very happy to see me. They were all cordial. They were like, ref, whatever your call is, that's the law. What? Oh, oh totally. I think right totally. now because it's game one. Wait until it's like game seven. And no, no, no. That, that was that, that for our team was game four because oh, I, because I, I couldn't ref the first one. So that yeah. was that was like game four. No, it was it, dude. It was fine. And they were all like, "Whatever, it's your call, ref." They kept saying. And I was yeah. like, and I was like, "All right, here we go." All right, me penalty kick. Go for so, it. So, have it. Have at it. So yeah, it was it, it was a uh, it was a cool experience. But like I said, you know, I couldn't root for Mia. It was I wasn't watching my daughter, which I would have loved to do that more. You know, well, I'm, I'm involved. However, with that said, I am glad I did it this one time because. Because I, I could see Mia, she was like, "Oh, Daddy's the ref." So that you know what I mean. So that's kind of cool. Um, is she going to remember this? She better. <laughs> you know, no, I'm paying good money to miss yeah, you. You know, so so. Well, I don't get why they didn't like put you in the game before the game after, and then like you know switch it up with other parents so you could see your kids instead of refing your own game. No, no, no. The uh, the parents you have to go through this course and get trained. Yeah. So uh, each team has to provide 
a ref. So they suckered me into do the, uh. doing this. Not, well, not suckered me into this. I, you know, I volunteered. But yeah, I am responsible for the five home games. Yeah. So oh, I'm, when I'm responsible home. when the team's home. Yeah. You're you provide the referee yeah. for the referee for that for that game. I was like bringing your uh, own pitcher. Like, yeah. yeah. So then uh, yeah. I ha- I have uh, three more games because I'm gonna have to miss another one because I I, I just can't. And the other kind of crappy thing is I uh, the game ended at noon. Went home, showered up, and then went to DJ a wedding. Oh, geez. you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's a long day. So yeah. so so it's a little crazy. Not a huge deal because the kids, like at this age, uh, don't really care. And uh, <laughs> but but Kevin, you know, I'm, I'm surprised because Kevin was telling me to expect the worst. Yeah, like he was like, oh no, the parents are all going to be up in your face. And maybe that that it gets like that. You know, uh, it will get when, like that later when they're when they older, get like nine, ten, and you know they get a little better. Yeah, but I but I will I will say sometimes when I watch these kids uh, like fall like they fall hard and or they smash into each other, uh, it's it's they just get right back up. It's and, no and, fear. And, man. And I was like, are you <laughs> no kidding me? No fear, no and pain. There was this one time that this one little girl just ate it, and I was like, should I blow the whistle? Do I not blow the whistle? And she just popped back up. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> she's put fine. some dirt on it. <laughs> you know what's funny is that at, even at this age, you could see the superstars. Yeah. Oh totally. my God. Yeah. There's this little girl, Sophia. She was just like, pwam, 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 like, just like all up and down the field. She was like, she scored like three goals. It was insane to she watch. She knew this how to play kid. already. Oh, yeah. she was just head and shoulders above all these other kids. Yeah. And my daughter's, my daughter's doing okay. She's in there. She's hanging in there. Well, what you need to do is keep the whistle at home. So if your daughter does anything bad, you go, foul. <laughs> <laughs> so she learned. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, during a, uh, I think it was like the second quarter. Um, she was like running right next to me, and she hugs me. Aww. I was like, "No, you got to get like, in the red game. card. Get out of here! <laughs> no like, touching the red." I was like, "Get in the game." It's super funny. You know, I, I'm glad I'm doing it, but I don't think I would do it again. Yeah. You know, I mean, but 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 this does kind of like make me feel like um, I want to make time out to be a coach. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be cool uh, because. You have, uh, you know, uh, maybe not soccer because I don't really like soccer. Yeah, but I think uh, softball. softball. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think uh, softball well, would be just, fun. Just keep this in mind. You know, I played a lot of uh, sports, like little league sports and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we always hated the coach. So really, just remember that. What? <laughs> yeah, I love my coach. <laughs> Why'd you hate your coach? Because it's you know they didn't put you in the lineup or like they didn't put you where you wanted to bat or really you know yeah it's it was just oh, always man. like and then you know he's running you and, and stuff like that you're like oh can i can you know, i was on a traveling team and and we oh we're... so you were at a different level oh like, yeah oh, yeah I, I was i was just oh yeah, 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 yeah. And i played like uh like a half a year yeah high we ball. and we always knew more than the coach and you know it's like oh this right. guy's trying to hit grounders to us he sucks oh, my, you know? little, like... my, my little league coach was the best and he in some way changed my life can i tell you a little uh sad uh, uh omar has a bad mom story oh my god <laughs> so so um we moved to Fontana when I was uh, going into six or halfway through sixth, sixth grade. Yeah, it was last year of elementary school. And uh, we moved from L.A. to Fontana, had no friends, and uh, I was having a hard time. And I befriended this guy. His name was David Sanders. And he tells me, hey, you know what? You should sign up for Little League. And I was like, that's a great idea. Always wanted to play ball. At that point in my life, I had never played any sports. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I badger my mom, she signs me up and, uh, my stepdad takes me to tryouts and, um, that's it. That's all that, that, that's the, uh, that was the extent of their participation of their participation. And so from that point on, 
it was up to me to ride my bike to practice, uh, ride my bike to the games. And one day, I think it was it was it was riding uh, my bike to my first game. So I have my cleats on, my uniform on. Oh, I'm no. riding I'm riding my bike to uh, to my first game. Oh. Get a flat tire. Oh, okay. So get a flat tire. Get a flat tire. And then I'm like, God damn it. So I'm there walking my bike. I'm not going to miss the first game. I'm yeah. there walking my bike. And uh, my coach's name was Bud. And he pulls up, and he used to call me Omer. And he's like, Omer, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, nothing, coach. I'm going to the game. He's just like, you don't got a ride? I was like, not really, you, dude. You're, I'm you're, my bike. You're, you're looking at my ride, coach. And he's just like, okay, throw it in the back of my truck. From that day on, I never had to walk to another practice or another game. What? He, he picked would you up? Pick me, pick me up, dude. It, it, this guy was an amazing guy. Oh, amazing awesome. guy, yeah. And then, and, and, um, like, he didn't know me. You yeah. know what I mean? He didn't know me, and and he didn't know any of these other kids. And he would take, the, <clears throat> he would rush home. He's a construction guy. Yeah, he would go home. You know, I, I don't think sometimes he would he, he wouldn't even go home. He would be in his uh, work boots, like, go to practice. And I mean, come on, I mean that's these people are awesome. These yeah. people are They're not amazing paid people. For it either. Nope, it's all yeah. it's all. I mean, the only reason he did it was because his son was most of the most of the time. Yeah, it's usually a parent. Have, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It's a it's a parent that's volunteering because their kids on the team. But yeah, that changed my outlook on on strangers because uh, and by the way, um, you know we we weren't super wealthy. We were actually I would consider us you know kind of poor mm-hmm. for the se- so I so he coached me. It was my first season of playing ball, and I actually turned out to be a very coachable person. So I learned really fast. So I was one of his star players at the end of the first season. And then come around season two, the next year, he calls me up. He's like, hey, man, I just want to know if you're interested in playing. Are you going to play? You know, I want you on my team. And I was just like, coach, I don't think my parents have the funds. So and I, if, I, if memory serves me right, it wasn't super expensive back in the day. Now it's a little bit more expensive. I think it's like maybe 100 bucks now. But back in the day, was it around $30? It was around $35, $40. So, yeah. yeah. So, so my, yeah, my, I mean, my, so, a lot, still a lot different back then. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So my parents didn't have the funds. And I think that he ponied up like 10 bucks just so I could have the opportunity to play. Nice. Who does that? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, so there's definitely awesome people out there, and I think that's kind of like you know why I really want to push my daughters to play and you know yeah. meet meet these to awesome meet people. people. Yeah, 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 you know. So yeah, but um, well, my nice. mom, my mom never went to a game. No, not yeah. even your stepdad. Nope. My uh, my uncle. The only time my stepdad went to a game was because my uncle. I love my uncle. Yeah, and it was because my uncle wanted to go. So my uncle, my uncle went and he saw like you know half a game. You know what I mean? But most <laughs> most of the time, dude, I was riding solo. Oh so. man! So you're just trying to prove it, prove like like uh, impress your coach. You're like, look, coach, I'm learning. <laughs> man, I, I, you know, for very very early on in my life, I was always just kind of doing things for me though. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just didn't well, want to impress. Had to, you yeah, know? you know. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe that made me a stronger person. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah he turned out right. Yeah, I think it did okay. You know, <laughs> never never try to impress my mom or anything. So I, you know, I, I think a lot of people do that. You know, or try to impress their parents. I never yeah. had that. You, you know? didn't have the, the you didn't have the stress of the parent yelling, "You better hit the ball no. or I don't just, strike out." Or... I just had my mom yell at me for other stupid stuff. <laughs> you know, um, why are you home? All the, exactly. <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. Um, okay, so first up on the B team, we're gonna uh, go back in time to uh mr burcham on <laughs> halloween costumes and uh i've don't never heard this so let's see what kind of uh 
racist, sexist advice <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B has for us. Mr. B, good morning. <laughs> hey, are you yeah. uh, are you coming to the K-Rock Halloween party at the Hollywood Athletic Club? We have a few more tickets to give away here on the show today. No. And uh, we're all getting, we got costumes. Yeah, yeah well, maybe I'll be there. Uh, uh, tell you what, is Doris still looking for an outfit? Uh, Doris, and yes. Oh. Yeah. Our phone screeners, yeah. She's not going to wear anything. She'll go, she'll go nude. She'll probably just, <laughs> um, you know, airbrush on a couple of stars on her nipples, and that'll be it. That's fine. Lady Godiva is a, an entirely appropriate costume. And then get mad when everyone's staring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she will, too. Exactly. She's insane, right? Yeah. All right, uh, I want to give some tips on Halloween. All right, couple of couple of things, couple of pet peeves about Halloween. First off, these uh, Martha Stewart somewhere uh, around mm, July, people start telling you what you can do with pumpkins. Right, you know that's what I'm true. talking about. Oh, yeah. you can make pumpkin soup. This is delicious, and you make the pie, and you make pumpkin this and pumpkin that, and you can carve it out. And you, oh, you got to put Vaseline on the end. I'm not interested in what I can do with a pumpkin. <laughs> you carve it out, you put it on your porch, and some fat kid puts an M80 in it, <laughs> and that's it. That's what you do with a pumpkin. <laughs> Throw it at a cop car. That's what you do with a pumpkin. Right. I'm not interested in recycling pumpkin. You don't need 75 things to do with a pumpkin. Four bucks for a pumpkin. You get three weeks' use out of it on your porch, and then you toss it. Three weeks, it's pretty rank, too, That's by all. Way. Yeah. I don't need to recycle everything in life. <laughs> it's a damn pumpkin. All right. All of a sudden, you're Ed Begley Jr. just because Halloween's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> chicks love pumpkins. You know why chicks love the pumpkins? Because they're gourds. Gourds is a, a gourd is a worthless vegetable. You can't, It's expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't eat it. And I can't think what the other thing was. I think it's covered <laughs> with bumps. But why do chicks like it? I don't, uh, chicks like I use the S word there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get tired. I get a little punchy and I get surly. They like stuff that's expensive and has no use, you know, like jewelry. I see. Yeah, right. A gourd is the vegetable equivalent to like a tennis bracelet. Expensive, no use. That's gotcha. what they like. Yeah. I got you. Okay. No, All I right. know I should jump on this, but I don't have the energy. Yeah, don't waste your time. No, yeah. go ahead and jump no, on that I gourd. Really... You've been on everything else. <laughs> All right. You know, we're going to dig it out one of these days, Mr. Bertram, because I've pretty much had it with your little mouth. Yes. All right. Uh, let me move on to uh, outfits. Okay. Now, um, outfits fat chicks can wear and can't wear. Okay. Oh, they seem to have difficulty uh, drawing that line sometimes. Right. Sometimes the big broads got the large breasts, you know. So they think they can wear the uh, bustier and the French maid's outfit and all that kind of stuff. Ladies, don't think we don't spot the ass. <laughs> we know about the ass. We're just willing to negotiate the ass after a couple of beers. You know, I kind of so, got to go along with this. It yeah. is true. Yeah. Sometimes it's like all they have are breasts. So, man, that's what you're going to see. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're dying to pull those babies out <laughs> of the garage Here's the once thing. a year. Here's the thing, though. If, if a woman's got just one thing to offer, then offer it. Right, for God's sake! But just uh, here's all I'm saying: much. don't think we don't see the rest of it. Oh, okay, it's just uh, we'll we'll put up with it for one night. Right. <laughs> all right. So no French maid outfits, no Elvira's, and no candy stripers. Okay. You, you can't pull it off. You go with stuff like uh, Tweedledum. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think Tweedledum was a little bigger than Tweedledee. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin is good for the big broads. I mean, you just spray yourself orange and drop your pants. Uh, one of the Wilson sisters, a pro bowler. Oh. Colonel Sanders' wife is a good one for a hefty broad to do. I never saw Colonel Sanders' wife. Oh, she's a big one. Okay. Huge. Well, right. she ate nothing but fried chicken. Yeah, she couldn't even fit on the bucket. All right. If they had a rib bucket, she would have been on that one. All right, another thing I don't want to see is the guys who've been working out all year. 
Yeah. And then go with the uh, go with the uh, Conan, the Barbarian. Oh yeah, they got to show it. Oh yeah, or the uh, the Rambo is always a good one. Sure. You know, a guy's just a big dick when he goes with the with the Rambo <laughs> outfit, isn't he? Well, yeah, it's a uh, hey, look at me. Right. Look at this. Or, or the worst is uh, the guy's going as the uh, baby. You know, the diaper and the pacifier. I don't want to see any nipples this year on guys. That's my policy. If I see a nipple, that's a deal breaker. That means you've gone too far. What about Big Tad? Oh, somebody showed me a picture. I saw a picture. you got to see this. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but remember the gay pride parade like three months ago? Uh, Where the the Big Tad was in his underwear? There was a picture of me and Jimmy. But just in the background, and you couldn't even see Big Tan's face, you saw a breast spilling over a gut and a knee that was cropped out of the picture. You know, you've seen Ted half naked, and that's scary enough, but seeing just the breast and the gut in the background is the most frightening thing you've ever seen in your life. All right, so no nipples on guys. No nipples on guys. All right, good. All right, also, um, here's the criteria for the Bircham house as far as whether you're getting candy or not. Okay. I don't want any teenagers showing up looking for candy. People knocking on your door, they got to be kids. they got to be kids. Right. I don't want some guy smoking with his uh, El Camino running out the driveway. <laughs> All right? Number two, you got to have an outfit. Right. It can't be uh, a sweat outfit and like a, a Frankenstein mask. That doesn't count. Right. I don't want any, any sweat outfits being sort of uh, the uh, jumping off point for your outfit. Okay. I don't like that. That's anyway, fair. Right. All right, uh, you know the guys who do that, the, you know, sweatpants, torn T-shirt, and the eye patch? Right. That, that ain't cutting it for me. <laughs> you got to put a little effort into it yeah. if you want to get some candy. And by the way, if i got to guess what you are, you get nothing. Okay. <laughs> you get a kick in the groin. I want to know what you are immediately. Okay. And none of these stupid uh, combination ones, either. Like, I'm a, a, a were-hobo. <laughs> what is that? What's a were-hobo? A werewolf. Uh, it's a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you commit. That maybe this year he goes to werewolf, next year he goes to hobo. I don't want to wear hobo. What would you say about a guy who dressed up as Jesus and then added a space outfit to it, like a space helmet, like space Jesus? What would you say about that kind of mixture? I'd be willing to look the other way on that one. That's, right. that's a kind of genius, yeah. <laughs> okay. well, who thought of that one? <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's real smart. <laughs> All right. Smart guy, that Jimmy. Very sharp. Also, um, you know, um, I don't want any guys coming up with, like, uh, the big king-size pillow. I just want the pumpkin. You know, the little uh, right. plastic pumpkin? I'm not. I'm not going to fill a guy's pillowcase with candy. That's true. I don't want people are looking to op- open a Circle K. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That yeah. is a little presumptuous to bring a, a whole pillowcase. Yeah, I don't want people stockpiling stuff <laughs> as if some sort of war's coming. <laughs> right. You get enough candy, hold you over that night. The, the next one. Also, um, I don't want any parents dressing their kids as uh, Spice Girls. No Spice Girls. No, it's a bad message. All right. All the pedophiles and whatnot running around on that night. Yeah. You know, pedophiles are let out of prison on that one day out of the year just to run around and molest. <laughs> they really are. It just Jeez. isn't true. That's all you want is your seven-year-old running around at Bustier midnight, so, right? So don't dress them like no. the Spice Girls. smart. You dress your kid up uh, like I dress my kids. Fire hydrant. That's it. So dogs pee on them? Dogs pee on you, but you're not molested. <laughs> and in the big picture, it takes less therapy, to, uh, you know, with the dog being uh, urinating right. on you than it is being felt up. <laughs> All, right. All right, there you go. Uh, that's funny. Wow. Uh, I mean, he was he was right about some stuff. Uh, he was dead on about everything, man. I wonder what he no. would say about, uh, Mr. Bertram would say about pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, he would be, he, he's probably not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, he'd probably have a heart attack trying to get his rage out. Um, Hey, 
So you know how he was talking about combo costumes? Yeah. I love combo costumes. I think they're very creative. And I, <laughs> I have one. Did I tell you about my idea? No. That I've, Dude, I wish I could do it. And I wish I was going to a Halloween party this year, but I would totally do it. I came up with the idea like six years ago. <laughs> six actually, years ago? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, Lady Lady Gaga is is very popular now again. Yeah, you know Star what I mean? is born. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you remember Lady Gaga wearing the meat dress? Yep. So somebody should go dressed as Lady Kaka. So instead of the meat hanging out, dude, you have little turds just hanging out. Oh. Big blonde wig and big sunglasses that say caca I think instead you of gaga. Do, man. Oh. I, I know, I know. Now we're in the new building, and now they all get excited about about everybody oh. participating and dressing up, and they have a costume contest. Do I come dressed as Lady Caca? I think that you day? need to come as Lady Caca. Oh, man. I might have to do that. Oh, come I think, on. I think that's a winner. That's uh, a I, th- right I think that would be a winner. If they don't. Deem you the winner, then they're just mad at you because they're it's too good. I love that. Okay, so <laughs> we, we might do that. Ooh, baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. Baby, baby, we're not talking fart box. Baby, baby, we're not talking cat's box. Baby, baby, we're gonna check the inbox. Yes, you can get a hold of us through email, omar at krock.com, DJ Sanchez at krock.com, or beer mug at kroq.com. But mostly omar at krock.com. Yeah, yeah, for, for, <laughs> for the emails. And then on social media, I see all the social media stuff, but um, I'm not really that social media savvy, so you you could be in charge of that sort of stuff. Yeah, right? if you have a question, I'll answer you right on the spot, and then uh, hopefully I'll remember to, to save it and record, bring it in, and, yeah. and uh, we could do it here. But it's at K-R-O-Q-K-O-M on all social media accounts, at DJ Omar Khan at all social media accounts. Yeah, totally. Uh, the first one reads, hey, Omar, with the lack of new Kevin and Bean podcasts while they're on vacation, I finally got a chance to start <laughs> listening to the B-Team podcast. So this is obviously- Oh, my God. This is from July. Yeah, this is from July, yeah. I began with the newest one and have been working my way back to the beginning. Doing it this way, each episode is progressively worse than the last. <laughs> yeah, true. Except for this. This one's pretty bad. Oh, my God. Um, one thing I noticed is that- that the listeners will send you an email that takes you 60 seconds plus to read, (laughs) wanting to know specific backstories, and 90% of your responses are one of the following. (laughs) Number one, I don't know. Number two, we weren't around back then. Number three, we don't have that audio or clip. We keep fixed up that. The, yeah, we did fix that. It says, keep up the great work. That's from Christian Mayer from Reno, Nevada. Hey, We've improved on that. We're we trying have. to get answers now yeah. because I was starting to feel like a big d bag, like <laughs> like saying, "I don't know," <laughs> like you know. So. What was his name? Christian. That's Christian. Yeah, Christian. Reno, what you sipping? <laughs> uh, second one. Hey Omar, love the podcast, and I'm catching up on past episodes. Don't know if you play this segment, but there was a year where Kevin and me did the morning show on Power 106, and Big Boy did the morning show on K Rock. It was hilarious on both ends, mainly because Kevin Bean tried to do the show in the style of Big Boy. Wondering if you could find this clip. Cheers. That's from Richard. P.S. I'm writing this email while I take a deuce. Thought you might, you might appreciate <laughs> oh, that. He lo- well, he Richard, love it. I do appreciate that. Um, this is one of the elusive clips that I was never able to find. Neither was Lightning. And I've looked for it. Okay. Was it Big Boy or was it the Baker Boys? Oh, interesting. I think power was Baker Boys. What, you know what? It probably was. Yeah, it was. It was before Big Boy, so it yeah. was probably was the Baker Boys era, because uh, it wasn't Jay Thomas. No, Jay Thomas was. He was already. Yeah, on. that was before like Rick Dees. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. So we don't. I don't have it. If anybody was rolling tape back in the day, uh, like you know, we found the nine nine eleven audio. Yeah. Hey, I would love to get a hold of that. And uh, we are working, by the way, on that Lisa May stuff. 
we got the CDs. Uh, Remember Lisa oh, May yeah. being all stoned. Oh yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to carve that up, and uh, I'll bring that to you guys in uh, uh, the next couple of episodes. But uh, yeah, so if any uh, B team listener out there has any kind of recollection, maybe what year that was, um, I would definitely kind of like you know help me kind of dig some stuff up. We do have some stuff. On DAT digital audio tapes, that's a little harder to go through. But if you give me, you know, the year, it'll make it a little easier to yeah, uh, to, to kind of like, through like twenty years of stuff. Right, exactly. So, so there's that. Um, I'll try to find that for you guys. Uh, next one. Hey guys, I'm one of those hardcore people who have listened to all the B Team podcasts. Good job on how far it's come. Well, you wouldn't be able to tell from today's episode. It says, uh, <laughs> "Quitters never give up." That's from Matt from Los Alamitos. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, compliment. thank you so much. Yeah, man. All right, and finally, hey, Omar, a random memory of the show popped into my head, and I'm hoping you have some audio. It was a normal showbiz beat until someone started playing a slowed-down version and sped-up version of Rodney saying, I'd like to get a copy of that, or doing some <laughs> weird moaning sound. I've never heard Ralph laugh so hard. He was in tears. Later, they mentioned it was a reason because they weren't allowed to play Rodney's sound bites. Thanks, dude. That's from Evan. Dave, do you remember exactly what happened? Because you got word from Rodney, there was some weird thing. Yeah, there was. He went to management saying that the, you know Kevin and Bean were being mean to him, and because then we made the shirt. Remember, we made the, the shirt with him in a in a smoking jacket. Yeah, but he we were like we, that. We, we were playing a bunch of like Rodney drops. There was a period of maybe like two or three years where yeah. we were really Rodney rific, and so. Uh, Bean and Kevin, or you know, one of them came up with the idea. Well, <laughs> if you speed it up or slow it down, it's not Rodney. You know nope, what I mean? Not at all. Because that's how they roll. And uh, so this is a, a clip of uh, Rodney sped up. Yes. <laughs> uh, ooh. She was on my lap. She was like singing on my lap practically. <laughs> Giddy up. I'd love to get a copy of that. Oh, there's the there there's it the, is. I'd love to get a copy yeah. of that. So then. Um, it sounds Bean, normal, by the way. Yeah. So then Bean had me slow it down. Slow it down. Check out. Check. check the, Check this out. Yes. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> she was on my lap. She was like singing on my lap, practically. Giddy up. I'd love to get a copy of that. Wow. So that's that's just as you know, creepy sounding, and uh, you know, Ralph just found it funny. So uh, there you go, and there's the there's that Rodney stuff, and a uh, uh, quick story. Um, uh, there was one time back in the day. This is before my time, but I've I've heard the the story told from Kevin and Bean. Back before my time, <laughs> remember when um, they were making fun of Rodney for some r- weird reason, and Rodney was very upset at Kevin and Bean. And Rodney goes to uh, management and 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 tells management, "You cannot have Kevin and Bean besmirch my name." And Kevin and Bean were like, okay, they were called into the office. Okay, we won't make fun of Rodney. So the very next day, they don't have Rodney on the air. That's right. They have Todney. So they do a whole (laughs) Todney bit. And, of course, they get called into the uh, office again. And uh, the general manager is like, what the hell are you guys doing? And then Bean says, he says, dude. We weren't talking to Rodney. We were talking to Todney. And that's how those guys deal with that management. Dude. They don't give an F, man. And then they were like, okay. Like, I could only imagine, like, management just, you know, uh, like, lowering their head in like, defeat. Uh, like, are, are you sure. kidding me? You know what I mean? So so that's a, that's a, that's a funny story. I love that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get into a uh, member of this because uh, there was one, one time when porn – is porn commentary still a thing, Dave? Do you know? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't get to it in uh, YouTube clips or <laughs> RedTube clips. 
All right, so let's get into member this. Member, member this, member, member this, member, member this. It's time to reminisce. So, yeah, my job's pretty weird because um, not only did Ralph have to watch porn to pull the clips, but... I was the guy pulling the clips. So my job for that day <laughs> was to watch porn. On DVD. Pull, on DVD, yeah, yeah, exactly, to pull this commentary. And this is uh, Ralph um, kind of just, you know, going through uh, porn commentary. And it's so funny to listen to. You know, the uh, new thing on DVDs is the commentary. That's uh, all the extras. You can see the making of, and you can get the commentary of the directors and the actors. And we found out that porn does the same thing. And uh, I'm so glad to bring this semi-regular feature back here for the new year, because it really is one of my favorites, and I know the listeners love it too, because I love movies. That's why I like doing this. <laughs> and um, It's the mo- It's a craft of movie it making. It is. You get a chance to pull back the curtain on the magic of movie making <laughs> and learn more about how they do these amazing things they do in Hollywood. And when you look into the adult film industry, it gets even more fascinating in my opinion, because you get the craftsmanship of movie making, plus you get giant hoots and, and a lot of wet sex. But isn't the curtain already pulled back on the movie? Ah. What is there left to see? Ah, you would think. But, uh, in fact, there's a lot more to be found on the porn DVD commentary. What do we do this time? What's the uh, movie? Today's movie comes to us from Wicked Pictures. It's called Without You. Without You. Starring Stormy. And, you know, uh, Stormy's work is just excellent. By the way, Stormy Daniels, yeah. Yeah. But the reason I chose this particular film is because it's directed by Brad Armstrong. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that Brad Armstrong is the Steven Soderbergh of porn. Is that right? (laughs) He is the the Hitchcock of porn, the the Steven Spielberg of porn. What else has he done that we would recognize? He has performed as well. He started out as as an actor performer, then he became a writer director. And really, his over (laughs) of, of films is. First of all, it's colossal. It's mammoth. An enormous collection of films. Sure. What are we talking about? His penis? What? I didn't <laughs> well, hear. It's no. also quite big. His, 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 uh, his body of work. Body of work. Okay. And uh, Brad Armstrong really was one of the best directors working today. And I thought the interesting part when I was listening to the DVD commentary is often you'll watch these films and you'll see a brand new face mm-hmm. when you bother to look at the faces. Sure. <laughs> and you'll say, how did she get a job in porn I've never seen it before how do they discover the new stars of adult film right and one of the beauties of the DVD commentary is here you'll hear Brad Armstrong talking about DeLorean who's in this film and how she got her role and uh, DeLorean hadn't actually done that much acting in the past so we kind of gave her a shot um, actually it came about that she was a uh, an expert cello player and she was my stunt fingers and cello teacher for improper conduct she did all the the cello work so i kind of said you know what i'm gonna make it up to you so she did such a great job she got kind of a uh, supporting actress role pretty big role for someone who hadn't done uh, that much acting and she uh, she did a very good little job and look she sucks a fair By the way, he sounds like such a dork. Yeah, totally does. Totally does. Uh, Would we be able to play this on the air nowadays, nowadays, Dave? It would be close. It would would be on the line, right? Yeah, I mean, look, we had to stop the segment because they wouldn't allow us to do it. Oh, is that that why? Is that why? But even now, it would be close because there's still no description. 
But you know, and they're just over a long period of time, it gets repetitive, and that's the thing that okay. gets in trouble. Right. Like if we would have played that clip and then that was it, we'd probably get away with it. Yeah. But for the segment of like eight minutes, nine minutes, it's just yeah. with that in the background, probably not. Right. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Great uh, part of this film also does Stormy not only stars. By the way, here's Stormy. Uh, by the way, on the oh cover. Stormy, yes, very. She nice. also is the writer of this film. This is the auteur school of uh, writer. porn, where oh. the writer is not only uh, just a writer, but also the star of the film. And Stormy, well, you remember her first film, Kink, that she wrote, which was a tour de force. Oh, I, I've never seen anything like that. It's even better. She's even better. Her script for Without You is even better. It's the story of a, a rich bachelor who has a beautiful maid that he just doesn't pay any attention to. Oh. He just takes her for granted until the end of the film when they finally fall in love. And uh, Stormy really has outdone herself. Here is Stormy talking about how the script came to be, how it was developed, and what her motivations are. Oh! <laughs> Now, <laughs> if I might just stop it for a second. While they're talking on screen, we see this woman screaming having sex. Yes, you watch the film like you would any film, but the, the audio channel is the two of them discussing the film. But it Kevin. is so distracting because she's going, oh. Well, maybe if you're only interested in the sex, Kevin, it would be distracting. But if you're truly a student of film, then you can watch that and absorb it on so many more levels. All right, here it is again. <laughs> so now when... Uh, Coming up with the story um, for Without You, what was your inspiration? My boyfriend at the time. Oh. So Mr. Rodney? Eric is, <laughs> is your significant other? Yep. She's good. What was Eric's motivation during this scene? Uh, what were your, your script notes? I don't know. You can tell by Stormy's way with words that she was born to be a writer. The way she's so thoughtful and so articulate, you can tell she's got the gift of words. She's the worst. If I were him, I would say, get out. She's giving it all, man. Not if you saw her, you wouldn't say, get out, my friend. We're talking now. That's the plan, though, is to talk for this few moments. Now, here is the twist on the whole thing. Brad Armstrong and Stormy used to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, maybe that's why it sounds so bad. And lived together for many a month. But now, while they're doing the commentary, they have since split up. So there's a little tension on the in the recording booth, is what it's, you're telling us. It's really great, because you, you can join it on a whole other level, because the tension is just palpable between these two, <laughs> and no one's really quite comfortable in talking with each other, and things slip out, and in this particular scene, there is a, a threesome of beautiful, three beautiful young ladies who are enjoying each other on a bed that's shot, actually, in Brad Armstrong's home. He uses his home as the set. Okay. And uh, while they're watching this particular scene, I think you can tell some of the tension seeps through on the DVD commentary. So, enjoy the three hot chicks banging on my bed. Used to be my bed. Yeah, it used to be. We'll get you a copy of this so you can remember. Oh, ouch! We'll get you a copy of this so you can ah, remember. <laughs> as I was listening to the DVD commentary, I... <laughs> As I told you before, I'm a big Brad Armstrong fan. And I could tell something was amiss with Brad during the, the, the commentary. Something was wrong with him? I, I chalked it up to the tension with him working with his ex, his now ex, Stormy. But I also remembered that while one of the earliest ones I did of these was another Brad Armstrong film, where Brad, I don't know if you remember or not, but actually uh, stopped in the middle of the DVD commentary while it was still recording. To eat. And ordered lunch. Yeah. Remember, he <laughs> called <laughs> out the sandwiches. <laughs> sandwich. He was hungry in the middle of the, of, the, of, the, of the shoot. That's right. And so he didn't bother to stop the recording. He just went ahead and ate his sandwich. And I said, maybe Brad is hungry. 
Because he has a history of this. Maybe he wants one of those sandwiches. They probably do that porn commentary like we do this show. Yeah, we'll right. Just hit record it's like, and yeah, just we'll, like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see what fine. happens. It's fine. Yeah. From this place called Pockets near the uh, Wicked Studios where he buys his sandwiches. Right. And, and as if he heard me, as if he knew what I was thinking, <laughs> he read my mind. He responded to my thoughts on the DVD commentary. Hey, and for those guys at the radio station that huh. often critique the behind-the-scenes commentary, huh. unfortunately today, huh. my stomach is grumbling. Why? Huh. Because there's no pockets here. <laughs> pockets is one of the local restaurants here by the office that the Wicked Clan frequents, and one of the local L.A. radio stations critiques a lot of the, uh, awesome. the behind-the-scenes commentary on their show. And so this is a little... Little heads up for them. <laughs> See, Brad was hungry. Oh my God! Oh, that's funny. You know, about your feature. Brad was hungry, that's... and there were no pockets to be had, and that's why his game was a little off during the commentary. <laughs> the LA radio station that critiques these behind-the-scenes commentaries. <laughs> Once again, my life is inextricably entangled in the porn industry. That's so funny. Wow, I wonder how long ago, because you know, someone who has been in a Wicked Pictures film. That is true. You you're know, a porn star. Yeah, I forgot you're a porn um, star. Their catering was amazing. Really? Yeah. And you know how he was talking about the the cello player who like, oh, got into it because she was a stunt finger yeah. or whatever. Well, the makeup girl, that's all she could talk about is when she would get her chance to impress whoa, someone. Whoa, really? So, yeah, and get in on the pictures. And, and it was like a little, like the, that... That film, because I went for two days of filming. Yeah, it was some of the craziest things I've, I've ever experienced. So, so and, yeah, yeah. Let's break break it down for the B team listeners. Uh, yeah, you were a sultan or some some dude or well, what were you? Well, yeah, I, I don't know what I was. I was wearing like a little like Shriners hat. Yeah, and, and I was like a king, and and I walked down this walkway. Okay, and these girls uh, bowed to me like you know as I walked by. Right, and then they started banging. And yeah, <laughs> so so tell 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 me were, were there fluffers? Because I have okay. Like, there's no such are thing. Are there fluffers? Like, there was no fluffers. There's no fluffers. They they, they get the, the actors get themselves ready. Okay. So there is there like, like a like tubs of lube. There is. There there's is lube everywhere. Um, like the, the, like I said, uh, the craft services is, is is one spot. But then like you know, I so, don't want to eat. Any craft anywhere, services yeah. where there's that going yeah, on. Yeah, everything by the way. is packaged. By the way, oh, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they have a chef, but it's far away. Okay, okay, yeah, good, from good. The, but it's crazy because I was talking to the girl, the actress at the time, and she's getting herself ready. You know, while she's talking, while to you? she's talking to you, like nobody's business. Just like yeah, then the guy. This comes is the in. star. This is the, the, this or, is the star the ones of, that are of one the, scene. The scene. Okay. Yeah. And so we're just, because I was just hanging out, and it's me and my friend. So, you know, we're just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. we did our scene. So now we're just chilling for the rest of the right. thing. Because the, the director and everyone at Wicked was so cool. There was kind of friends yeah, at the show and, and at the this, time. Yeah, yeah, this was after I did the, the TV watching thing. That's this why. is one of your prizes. Yeah, this is one of my prizes. Yeah. So, you know, she's getting herself ready. And then the guy comes in who's getting himself ready. Okay. And she's like, yeah, so what do you like? You know, like a little hair pulling. He's like, yeah. You know, you mind if I slap you? Yeah, sure. So cool. this is like you, you the first time they've met, you think? To, Maybe, maybe really? because they're just asking like, so in this scene, what do you want to do? Like, you, you cool with hair hair pulling? Yeah, slapping? Yep. Okay, cool. Just you know, not too hard in the face. You know, you could grab me and stuff, be a little rough, and and they're like, okay, cool. And he goes, I'll see you in about fifteen. And I was like, what? 
minutes. And then And I'm just there looking like me and my friend look at each other like with a with a who's it like a, a cupcake in her hand going, Okay. This is it. This is happening. This is weird. So then fifteen fifteen minutes go by. Yeah. So and then they, they shoot the scene and and we were up in the Malibu Hills, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's so funny because like there's plastic all over the couches on the floor. There's a rug on the floor where they actually have the sex. Okay. Um Wait, so- why why is there plastic? Maybe for the equipment, so they're rolling equipment and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay, you know? okay. And and you know the cameraman putting stuff down, and maybe it's just oh, to protect it. the because house because it's they rented a house, yeah. probably. Okay. Yeah, so I'm looking at the house, and it's all like doctorates at USC. You know, like these no are like, way. And I look at the corner, and there's these old couple with Wicked Pictures T-shirts wearing it. And they're all giddy, and they're like, they're the owners of the house. Are they you were there. serious? And they were like, I swear, dude, they were like 70, 80 years old, and they were all like, hey, and they're like, hey, yeah, we're making a lot of money. Here you go. That's awesome. You know, and uh, so they're uh, doing their thing. So did they ever, like, do they ever, like, you know, in the middle of, you know, the dude, you know, drilling or whatever. Yeah. Did the director ever yell, cut, and then they just, you know, stop? Yeah. Does that happen? Yeah, I mean... you know, the guy could could do his business and then be like, all right, let's take it back. Well, we'll give it like break for 15 and then they do it again and reshoot it, you know, what? and then and, but here's the craziest thing. So this is this is the scene, right? They're, they're going at it and it's like this. It's so and it's quiet. quiet. It's super quiet. And you hear <laughs> how many people are around like 12, 12, 12 13. Yeah. And then like you just. That's so and then, bizarre. And then they're like, okay, great, cut. So I, I'm guessing that, like, there's some moaning and stuff because yeah. obviously she's having sex. Yeah. But it's not. And then in the final product, you you hear all these crazy sounds. So I wonder if they go in and, like, dub it oh, after. Yeah. I mean, there's some scenes where they do it then. Right. But at that point, because it might have been, like, the third or fourth time they were having sex that day. So it, it was oh it was insane, God. and that was just one of the scenes. So I mean, that man, wasn't even the part where the guy came in with a jaguar, and then I would go out with a giraffe, and it was insane, dude. Wow, <laughs> God, that's 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 unreal. Oh, that that man. that whole world is 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 weird. It it was weird, weird. man, and uh, it was. I mean, everyone there was so nice. Everyone was so cool, just like a regular it, gig for them. Yeah, it was. A, it's a regular gig, regular gig. But everyone's yeah. like, yeah. So you guys going out this weekend? What do you guys want to do? You want to hang out? And you wow. know. And so for like a good two weeks, we we hung out with those people, and uh, Jesus. It, it was fun. So if anyone wants to invite us back, I, yeah, I, I think Omar would be game. We want to go see some porn, yeah, for Cheap sure. Filmed, yeah, That's San Fernando funny. Valley. Let's do it. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna get into a so that happened, and this is like if you like the behind the scenes stuff, you're definitely gonna love this segment. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we need to fire Chip. So let's get into this. Awesome. So that, so that, so that happened. So that, so that. Music to my ears, as you just said. Oh, we need to fire Chip, and we need to fire <laughs> yesterday. So, last B-Team episode, I told you that we did a, like an all-request version, you know, yeah. uh, because I was strapped for time because I was working on this Blood Drive promo. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, how the last-minute thing, and, and you know, how... Everyone was all messed up, and we got you got the the request for the promo so late, so late. So this one just popped into my head, and I was just like, "Oh, this is funny, this is funny, this is funny," and uh, it'll be killer 
because Bean's lines are so ridiculous, <laughs> and he's not a voiceover guy. He's a radio guy. He's a yeah. personality. He doesn't do characters, right? Nope. That's not Bean. So I knew if I do Zombean and I have him do a zombie, the first take was going to be funny. It would be. It but, would be. And I was in there. You were in there? I was in there. Oh, so you could, oh, this uh, is great. This oh, is great. I was in there. So so what happens on the board, guys, is that we have this channel marked offline. And whatever you want to record onto what we call the Vox Pro, it's just, it's just another digital audio workstation. You put all the channels on offline, and everything that's in offline records to this audio workstation. So now uh, I'm going to play you uh, for you what was recorded on the first time Chip tries to record. <clears throat> All right. I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. Blah, blah. It's Beer Mugula. Blah, blah. Hold, hold on a sec. Beer, beer Mug, what are you doing? I don't know who this beer mug is that you speak of. Blah, blah. But it's me, Beer Mugula, here, and I <laughs> want to suck your blood. So so clearly, Bean's not being directly fed yeah. into it. You can you're, you're hear him in the, the background. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, okay. All right, that is Which, by the way, I don't know why Chip wasn't checking the levels and seeing that right away. So furious at Chip, man. Okay. All right, that is plenty for you, Bugs. Sorry, Bean. Oh, you can even hear Bean because he knows. He, he knows it, yeah. yeah. But, but, but also, I, and I love this about Bean, he goes for it. Oh, yeah. Kevin does not go for it. I know Bean <laughs> goes for it. Like, Kevin's always the guy who's reserved, but at the end, Bean convinces Kevin, and it turns out to be gold. Um, but Kevin was on, uh, because, uh, you know. Kevin if, was if on Ke- vacation. He was yeah. on vacation. If Kevin was here, I was going to do uh, Frank, uh, uh, Kevin Stein. <laughs> Instead of Frank, <laughs> I was going to do Kevin Stein. But, uh, so, yeah, so you hear him. All right, here it comes, you guys. <laughs> It's me, zombie. <laughs> 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 ah, you, lose, you hear everybody lose their ass. Are you Italian? I'm gonna eat your brain. I'm JJ, the king of beepers. <laughs> I wanna make an offer you cannot refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Talking slow. Now they're trying to coach me on how to do a zombie. What did it sound like, Dave? Exactly how everyone thought it was an Italian accent. He's all like, hey, it's a zombie. No. And we're like, what? (laughs) Oh, I love that. Here, um, let's see what this is. I'm going to bump up this audio, see if there's anything in here. This is right after that. Let's see. Yeah, because he he was just as bad at take two. It's me, zombie. Oh, yeah. Urgh, it's me, Zombie. Come down to our Tuesday, bloody Tuesday blood drive. What the heck? Tuesday, <laughs> October 9th at the Hollywood Park Casino. I don't know why Chip didn't realize that it wasn't recording. I was clicking through and I clicked yours off and I was. You're a dick. Did we not get his Italian? <laughs> oh! There's oh, Ali Bean all bummed yeah. out that we didn't get Italian Zombie Bean. Zombino. I still don't know what a zombie sounds like. <laughs> Urgh, brains. Are you rolling, Chip? Yes. It's me, Zombine. Oh my God! So, so then they they they, uh, they got that, but um, I think they weren't happy with it. So they finally uh, 
cut the third version. The third version, they just ran it all the way through. But yeah. it was kind of like the third time everybody was already kind of spent. Yeah. So you didn't get that magic, you know what I mean, that you get when you do it the first time. But the promo still came out good. It, it did. Was, it was a good promo. And then, uh, yeah, it's on, like, if you uh, listen to any of the Kevin Bean podcasts, it, yeah. it, it's on there. So if you guys uh, wanted to listen to it. But, <laughs> but dude, Zombie, no. It oh. was, oh, it was so good. And I was, I was ticked off because I didn't personally get to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then not only that, to make matters worse, so they cut breakers to pr- to promote the next day. Yeah, you know, for like a promo, like, hey, next on t- tomorrow's show, whatever. Yeah. She deleted those two. What yeah. is happening? And Bean's like, ah, just fire chip, man, fire <laughs> chip. All right, let's get let, enough of that. Let's get into some afro. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, here we go. This feels good. Hey guys, I was just listening to the latest episode of the Beat Team Podcast, and. I really think it's worth a play of the Kevin's a Big Headache Drunky song because it is a jam and it deserves as much airtime as possible. Kevin, you keep doing you, and I love the Beacon Podcast. Bye. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think we're going to have to keep playing the beat. Uh, Did that... we just play it last one? Yeah, I think that's what he's referencing to. So I think maybe like every 10, 10 episodes, we'll just revisit it and just <laughs> just toss it in. Uh... I am calling with a message for the B team. Or actually, I probably should just say Omar because the other two guys are sort of in and out. But <laughs> it's always Omar that's uh, on point there. Anyway, I just finished listening to, I believe it was episode 47, and yes, I'm one of those people that's listening to them all, and I noticed a couple things in episode 47 I was wondering if you could comment about. One was when you were talking about the tool time um, connection, and I guess they had Pamela Anderson in, and it seemed like Lisa May was not in the studio with guys, and I do know that back in the day she was there um, remotely and then later moved in and I was wondering if you could address that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think she's looking for... She you, used to, exactly. She used to work at Metro Traffic in Burbank and uh, the guys would always go to her like she wasn't a part of the show. So the way that happened was... You know, they, they kept going to her, and Lisa would never be ready. So finally, Kevin and Bean went to Metro Traffic and said, hey, would it be okay if she was in Bur- like our studio in Burbank? And they said, yeah, as long as she gets her stuff done. And that's when Lisa be- moved over to the K-Rock Studios and did Traffic Live from from the K-Rock Studios. Yeah, and the ke- the chemistry was definitely better, I think. Oh, yeah, she totally. Moved, she yeah, moved because into the studios, she was more yeah. prepared. She knew what was going on. Yeah. Because remember, she wasn't in the meetings or anything, so they'd be like, hey, Lisa, hey, Lisa, are you there? And then like, yeah. she'll be like, hi, you know. I will say, though, I know for Lisa, it probably, I mean, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm speaking for her now, but I remember her kind of saying that it took her, dude, we are rough to be around. Listen. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we, we, there's no, we don't, we don't, uh, what am I trying to say? Cover it with frosting. We don't sugarcoat it. That's what I'm trying to say. We <laughs> don't sugar- We don't. We don't sugarcoat anything in the meetings. I not mean, really, we're, no. we're brutal on each other, and I think that's what makes us good. You know yeah. what I mean? We're not going to say, "Oh yeah, man, that was okay." You know what I mean? It, it, How it, was it, that? It was good. If you're doing work, we're going to call you out on yeah. it. You know what I mean? There's no BS because that just. I mean, it wastes time. It wastes a lot totally. of time. It wastes a lot of time. So I think, like, like Lisa was in shock for the first year of how brutally honest we were with each other. And yeah. and not only that, like, some of the jokes we make are super inappropriate. Like, I don't think we probably make them now, but, you know, back in the day it was a little <laughs> different. Yeah. And, I mean, somebody who's not used to working in that environment environment yeah. it's just it's got to be yeah, a, she was just a traffic a girl all yeah. she did was traffic yeah you know yeah so but it, it definitely was cooler with uh lisa may uh in studio 
Also, I was wondering if, you know, sort of strange thing of symmetry, you could talk about when the announcement was made that Dean was working remotely and no longer in the studio. And I seem to remember that that announcement was made and it was along the lines of, and this has been going on for the past month and nobody's noticed. So I thought it was sort of neat that Lisa May used to be out of the studio and then joined and then being left. Just wondering. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, it was a kind of thing like uh, I was actually the first board op that uh, was was on Bean when they made the transition. And uh, when I came on board, actually, Bean was already kind of like broadcasting from Seattle for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knew. And that was the test. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I started, I started a couple of months on Kevin and Bean before you did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bean was here. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I was just a phone op, so I wasn't really in the meetings and stuff. Yeah. And the next thing I know, he's gone, and I'm like, where's Bean? But I hear him on the air, and then I was like, oh, he's not here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, to the, you know, us beginning in radio, we probably were like, how the hell? So, yeah, it was just one of those things where uh, if the listeners didn't notice and Kevin and Bean were able to pull it off, they were going to continue it. Yeah. And, uh, man, they didn't miss a beat. Nope. Yep. Yeah, those uh, AMSR videos are really nice, calm, relaxing. What about BDSM, guys? <laughs> guys, that was one of the most awkward things I've ever heard on this show. You know what would have made it not awkward? Is if right at the end of it, you know, he was like, What about BDSM, guys? You guys should have played that. <laughs> that guy's the best. He's so funny. I'm not, I never get keep calling, dude. I love that so much. Where's the sound? It's so funny. Um, I don't know. Oh, I come on! It's so funny because I, I, I uh, he calls in a lot, and I can't ever recognize his voice. Yeah. So every time he calls, I'm like listening. It's hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker, and then he gets to the end. Oh man. Hey, uh, this is Eric, the uh, cool. guy. Again. Eric is his name. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to get real for. A second, um, and no, I'm not going to make any joke. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know, you know, everything you guys do is definitely very, very appreciated. Um, you guys put in a lot of work, and you make a lot of people laugh and smile, and you know, you kind of make our our mornings a little less uh, crappy. But um, you know, you guys are really like like my role model, kind of. Um, oh, thank you. And now that I say it out loud, I realize I should probably pick better role models. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a pretty good role model, man. Oh, I'm a terrible one. <laughs> I'm a terrible one. You need better role models, sir. Yeah, you do. So, Omar, just got done listening to the last B-Team episode. This is Simba Sabao, by the way. Simba! And Simba! You talked about how John McCain's always been old. Uh, the reason that he's always looked old is after he was released from captivity, <laughs> his hair was white from all the stress that he dealt with. My bad. Being tortured. So, uh, Omar. Sorry. Your dick, dick, dickity dick, 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 dickity dick, 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 dickity dick, 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 dick. Omar is a dick. 
Oh my God! He's, he's like laughing. A dick. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that uh, that might have explained things. Yet still not as bad as as a uh, beer mug with Lou Zamperini. Yeah, true. Yeah, true, uh, true. how true. was it? Uh, I ate three rice balls a day. And got beaded. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that was to his face too. <laughs> to his way. face. Yeah. Hey, this is for the B team. Uh, I had a question. I remember in one of the episodes, Bean was talking about he giving his car to some guy to drive to New Orleans. Um, whatever happened to that car? Did he ever get it back, or or was it a scam, or what happened? Just curious, wanted to know. What happened, Dave? I don't know. I was out that week. That oh, was, you were? That was my Greece trip. Oh crap! Yeah. I know he did. End up I don't know. Those before my I, time. I, I know he. <laughs> I, I know he did uh, uh, end up uh, getting it back. He was worried. He, I, the guy. Oh, I know. I remember now, uh, and, and everything's uh, coming back to me. He paid a guy to drive his car from Seattle to Louisiana. What? And uh, he, uh, Bean was just like, okay, I'm going to be home at this d- on this day. And the guy ends up uh, getting there early, like two days early. And Bean's like, dude, I'm still driving down there because Bean was going to drive down there with his dogs and his wife. Yeah. So he was taking more of his time. Uh, and the guy was like, well, I'm here early. It's going to be cool. I'm going to leave it here in like a Home Depot parking lot. What? <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to leave the keys somewhere hidden right there or something like in that. The wheel well or something Some, like that? Something like that. What? But But it, it turned out to be all good. No it, way. It, it, it was totally legit. Well, I, I would have driven across the, yeah. the I don't know freaking how much, country for I don't know free. How, yeah, I don't know how much uh, the dude got paid, but yeah, he ended up getting his car back and everything ended up being all good. Hey, this is a message for the B team. I was curious to know if you guys happen to listen to all the messages or if it's just kind of like a speed thing. You just punch in a race as you go, mostly for Omar here. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting. Do you guys know certain Afro callers? I call all the time. I have no life. <laughs> um, you know, and I feel like there are a few other people that are just like that. But anyway, um, you know, I'd just be kind of interested to know how many Afro calls you get and stuff like that just per week. I was on three times last week. <laughs> I really need to get outside. <laughs> anyway, my name's James. Uh, thanks. Well, first of all, James, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody calling the Afro line who has something to say. Yeah. So there are a couple of people, uh, they're whack jobs. Uh, I'm not going to name names because they're whack jobs, and they're actually stalkers of K Rock oh, and the no. Kevin and Bean Show. Really? Oh yeah, and they call the Afro line, so I instantly recognize their voices because they call so frequently. Yeah, so I automatically hear their voice and then you know delete. Um, there are other people who are just you know they call the Afro line a lot, but their jokes are hit and miss. Yeah, or sometimes it's like ah uh, you know it, it, it doesn't really make or... the yeah you know what I mean so it doesn't quite make the cut. However, with that said. I do listen to it. I, I, you know, with this new software, especially, I can skip to the middle and end. Yeah. And I kind of get, you know, a really good feel if the call's good or not. But yeah, for <laughs> the most part, I'm listening to the entire thing. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I tweet out the number, I'm like, hey, say to hi, say hi to Omar. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So you know, definitely, because um, I I do feel like if you're taking the time out to kind of you know provide something funny to say or a comment, I mean, I'm going to give you the time back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah, call us up three two three five two zero a. Faro, and uh, hopefully you'll make uh, you'll make the cut the next round. Woo! Another episode in the books. Yeah, number fifty three, right? Yeah, number fifty three. Keep Woo. those emails coming. Uh, still hundred. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be insane. <laughs> oh, and we're working on getting a sponsor. We're, we're gonna set up a meeting next week, right? Another sponsor. I hope so. So, so we're gonna get a. Uh, 
Um, probably not paid, but we're going to have a sponsor. Maybe get free Panda Express or something. Oh, sweet. <laughs> the B-Team. Yeah! The B-Team. The B-Team. Oh, that's right. The B-Team. Baby! Baby! All right, so uh, tell me about your doyers. Woo! Just came off uh, the divisional series, beat the Braves 3-1. to Now headed to the National League uh, Championship Series, playing the Brewers. They open up in Milwaukee this weekend. And, uh, and now it's best out of seven. And then winner of, of Milwaukee Brewers and Dodgers get to go to the World Series. And tell me a little bit about your man, Yasiel Puig, because I saw him uh, post uh, their win versus, uh, what was the team? The, the, the Braves. Braves, yeah. The Braves. And he was just losing his mind. Hey, by the way, when did they start I don't know. putting the plastic and the glasses and the champagne? Know. See, they I used hate to, that. They used to do that for the championships, okay. right? Like for any major championships, yeah, because you don't want to ruin anything in the locker room. Okay, I get but, that. But now it's just like, ugh. Like now it's like every celebrate making the playoffs after every round. And it's only in baseball. So you don't baseball, like it either? I don't like okay, it. No. Okay, I thought I was no. alone Listen, in that. Going, maybe going to the World Series and winning the World Series, yes. Winning totally. Winning totally. I say like, destroy that mother. Yeah, going, going is like pushing it. Yeah. But like after every round, like like I won the wild card. Like maybe even clinching the playoffs because yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But now it's like everybody's doing it and you're like, oh, and they wear goggles. Yeah, that's so stupid, stupid. right? Yeah. yeah, it's so funny because so I'm 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 Mister uh, Not Sports Guy. Yeah, I was at a restaurant and I was just like, "What is our, what are the snowboarders uh, spraying <laughs> champagne for? What kind of sport is this? Is this a new sport I don't know about?" Yeah, and then like later I come to find out it was the baseball. It was uh, Yasiel Puig. They kept showing. They kept. Well, Yasiel that. Puig was like dumping beer all over everybody. Not even champagne anymore. Oh, beer. Really? It was beer? Yeah, because Bud Light, uh, Budweiser is a sponsor of Major League Baseball. Oh. So they just deck it out. I mean, there's some champagne, too. But the guys from uh, Petros and Money's former producer is now a, a reporter with the Dodgers. Okay. And he's the one who interviewed Yasiel in that clip. Oh, really? Like, he did a great jingle with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. where he's talking about, like, oh, we'll see you Friday. Like, he yeah. gets drenched. And then he just dumps it all over him. And you're like, oh, my God. That's a dick move, dude. That was funny. That's a, yeah. No, because uh. those people are with him the whole year. So they know. So they get to celebrate, too. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So that's, that's pretty cool. cool. So, uh, once upon a blue moon, Yasiel Puig was taking more uh, orders at McDonald's. Remember that when he did that like about a year ago? <laughs> so, uh, I just I just found this bit super funny, so uh, let's hear it. I don't want to rain on anybody's fun, because that's not what I'm about. <laughs> but right. I, don't want, I don't want any kind of untrained civilian on the grill if I'm going to McDonald's. I, I want to I know that the person who's making my burger knows how to make my burger. What if that person is Yasiel Puig, as Ali just reported about 15 minutes ago? I worked at McDonald's for about six months. Oh, I did it. It's the easiest job ever, dude. <laughs> Everything's so automated. Really? Oh, dude, it's it's just like if if you're like the dumbest person on the planet, you could work at McDonald's and look like a genius. Everything, everything <laughs> is told what you like what to do. Doesn't it beep like when the fries are done? And... Everything is so well calculated. Like you know, it's it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I think that's fun. I think that's fun that you seal is there at the Glendale McDonald's as he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, meeting the fans and signing autographs and taking pictures. I think all of that is awesome. Work in the drive-through. Through flipping burgers, yeah. keep them away from the grill. I'm just saying, what, I don't really? trust them. I, f- I feel like there's a train. There's training that's required no. to do McDonald's. How right. hard can it be? You want a stranger back there flipping yes, your burgers? If it's a seal puig, yes. Well, just welcome to e- welcome to E. coli, Kevin. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's training that's involved. 
But what a treat that must have been for Dodgers fans who were just having no idea just going through the drive-thru, and there's their right fielder in the, in the window. This Los Angeles Dodgers kicked off their 15th annual community service week Monday with a bunch of events scheduled to take place throughout this week. And yesterday, like we said, Yasiel Puig was at a McDonald's, and we thought we would check in with him and find out just exactly how that went, because we have a good relationship with Yasiel. How are you? <laughs> and Dale, indeed. Did you have a good time yesterday, Yasiel? I still here. I still work at Glenda McDonald. I love it so much. I love baseball. I love Yasiel Pui. I love hamburguesa. Did, I love McDonald's. Did you see you're still there? I'm still there. I do, I'm serving at the window right now. Here come a customer. Can I get a number one with a Sprite uh-huh. and a uh, four-piece McNugget? Uh, four Okay. Thanks. That, Come to sounds, the second window. Uh, I have your total for you. Yes, you'll That sounds pretty easy, you see. It sounds like you're doing a good job with it. We do everything. I cook the hamburger. I cook the french fry. Uh, and then yesterday, when I first started the promotion, yes, you'll mm-hmm. I, I take a Happy Meal. And I go, I say, hey, yes, you play. Raphael, Los Angeles daughter, I have a great arm. And I put the kids across the parking lot. And I throw Happy Meal. I go, rah, rah, and I throw it. And I, I, I throw it to the kid. But I crush the kid's chest. Oh. So they have me stop doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> You don't want to hurt people. I smash him through the wall. I love the idea of a kid having to back up 200 feet so you can yeah. throw a Happy Meal at him. Yeah, I say, are you ready? Y'all still put a frozen rope for you, little kid. Little Timmy, are you ready? Whoosh! Yeah, poor kid. His mom was upset, so now you're still putting Just work at the, the window and they take your order. Oh, I well, see. So now you're just doing the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah, probably hold, safe. Hold on real quick. Uh, let me get a No double double. Do you mean quarter pounder, sir? Okay. No. Either way, I, I have your I have your total for your second window. Well done, you seal. Look know at what that. He's talking about. Yeah. I've been working here today. I love it so much. Mm. You know, I have a history. You know, coming from Cuba, I have a history uh, working in baseball and working with hamburguesa because during the communism, the extreme communism of Castro's reign, right. I had to chop up my sister and oh. make her into a hamburger. <laughs> oh no, you <laughs> seal, you yeah, did. It was all the food we had. Before that, all I was eating was cockroaches and boogers. Oh. My, my grandma, my grandma, sweet Avaleta, she said, you're malnourished. And I said, what are we going to do? She said, well, your back's to the wall. And so next thing you know, little sister hamburguesa. Oh, that's a really that's sad so story. It doesn't eat your hey, family. Yes, you please. Los Angeles Dodger. Now I make it here. I spoke here on corrugated tin roof, uh-huh. and half of my family is dead at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. But here I am. I hit home run. And everybody happy. Yes, you please. McDonald's. Ali, re- how, Ali, how are you? I'm doing great, Yasiel. I got some hamburguesa for you. I got some beef for you. Okay. Yeah? You know what I mean? I think I do. Talk mm-hmm. about humping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right, well, hopefully this Friday. Uh, are they are home first for first games home? Or no, away? they're in Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Yeah. Okay, well. Hopefully yeah. the doors are uh, pull through, and uh, it's so funny because I'm not really a baseball fan. Yeah, but uh, I took my daughters to their first uh, baseball game this this year. Yeah, so every every time they see the Dodgers on the TV, they're like, "Oh, the Dodgers!" That's right. So I think they're going to be Dodgers. Start fans. them early. Yeah, yep. yeah. And uh, next week I'll give away my crap. Oh, that's f- yeah. We forgot. That's we forgot. All right, yeah. giveaways next week. Bye. Bye.